seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one -on -one with Irving, puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, last, join with my guy, Mr. Swerving, Irving, Washington, what's up, brother? Chilling, feeling better. Chilling, nice. Uh, good night, day of sports. Hockey's back. Some Tuesday night college football that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Hopefully, are we gonna get that for the rest of the year? Yeah. There's uh 50 straight days of college football starting last Wednesday, so you're basically gonna get football every single day until no middle of November ish. Now we basically get it again right after for bowl season two for a couple weeks. So. Yeah, and then we get the AF. They're gonna, gonna get the XFL and the uh, USFL merger. Yeah, that's after the Super Bowl. But yeah, man, uh, college football games were pretty entertaining. That Coastal game was just a fucking shit show at the end, dude. Like, what the fuck was that? Coastal goes for it on fourth down. They don't get it. Very next play, Appalachian State goes 69 yards, but he fumbles it. <laughs> Coastal recovers it. That was terrible. I was like, dude, what is going on here? Uh, but man, it was, it was a very entertaining game for sure. Uh, the other... Middle Tennessee was kind of entertaining. Uh, Jacksonville State game, man. They just we always say if you have three quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's Jacksonville that State. That's pretty bad. But yeah, man, it was a good day of uh, football. Baseball could have been better, man. Uh, two blowouts, and you know, Orioles are out of the playoffs, and you know that's sad. And Twins are one game away from elimination. Although I do think they win tomorrow. And, Enforce a game five, which will be interesting. It'll be nice, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But first, uh, you know, I do I do want to bring up the Orioles because you know it is a you know frustrating way to end the season after winning 101 games and winning the AL East when you know they weren't projected to, and uh, you know they get into the playoffs and you know game one like they had their opportunities to win the game and then Gunnar Henderson gets thrown out at second to end the game kind of like feel like it just deflate the locker room after when you're hearing them talk and stuff, man. And, uh, you know, then they, they get, you know, molly whopped in game two. I know this, they kind of came back at the end, but I mean, the game was really never close. Um, and then tonight they get blown out again, man. So, you know, it's a young team, but what's your, what's your thoughts on the Orioles and the, in the Rangers series? Um, that time off, the lack of playoff experience and, the Rangers, it's not like the Rangers. The Rangers just got clutch hits, man. And their pitching was been mid all second half. to starting to step up and pitch a lot better in the postseason. Shout out to that bullpen, though, because that bullpen was getting their asses rocked. Yep. And now they came from being rock solid. So that's a good sign for them. It's looking like the Texas Rangers are going to have a lot to say on who's representing the AL in the World Series. And Corey Seager, man, that dude just goes to a totally different level in the playoffs. Like, He's a damn good shortstop, but in the postseason, he just turns into fucking uh, what's so over that overrated motherfucking name that wore number two? Derek Jeter. 
Yeah, he turns into uh, Derek Jeter on steroids during the postseason. Shout out to them trash ass skankies. Um, uh, but yeah, I think the Orioles got a bright future. Um, they just got to get healthy. Missing Felix is, was, was was big because even if they did take a lead into those later innings, they didn't have him, yeah. which they converted Tyler Wells, who's a starter, to to closer role, which he. Honestly, he should stay stay in the bullpen because his stuff is made to be an elite bullpen, elite high leverage guy. So I think that'll be yep. a bright future. But man, the Orioles are loaded. Man, they're gonna have a say in this division for the next five to ten years. Yep. And if and if Westberg and and that other prospect they got in the minors, if those two pan out, sky's the limit because they got they got club control of all their main guys. Um, I will like them to go out and sign another veteran outfielder. Yep. Um, they can't keep trying out Aaron Hicks because if they have an injury, they should be trying out somebody a lot better than Aaron Hicks. Nah, Hicks um, is definitely gone. Yeah, so they need some minor tweaking. They just got to stay healthy because they added what they needed to add. To, they got the bullpen. They got Fujiyama. I'm pretty sure he's coming back. Yep. Um, the Rays are going to be good, man. Just like I said, it was inexperience and experience, and that plus that time off, which just killed them. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers are not super duper experienced when it comes to the postseason, but they just had a little more, and it was hot coming into the postseason. So that you know, if you're a hot team, it helps you out. Look at the Diamondbacks. Yep. Uh, well, that's the so, thing with the Diamondbacks too. It's funny, Irv is like they were dog shit the last week of the season, dude, and then they like fucking just turned it up in the playoffs all, all of a sudden, and yeah, they molly the Brewers, and then now they're fucking you know beating the shit the out of the fucking the Dodgers. Dodgers. So, you know, playoffs is all about catching that. Catching that groove and riding that groove to the end. Um, but I like what the Orioles built. Um, they are lacking an ace starter, but, you know, they have guys with the potential to be a number one. But honestly, man, Kyle Gibson is, is an ace. Kyle Bradish. Kyle Bradish. Yeah, Kyle Bradish is an ace. He's got to stay healthy and can be, be consistent. Honestly, I just want John Means to get healthy. Grayson Rodriguez should start coming into his own. They got a top two, three bullpen that we, we, we really want to split hairs at worst. There's no way that bullpen is blessed in top one, two, or three. Yeah. And you're so and they just gotta get timely hits and get a little bit more depth because you can't be trying out the Aaron Hicks of the world. And yeah. Adam Frazier, he had a good year. Hopefully he could keep building on that year. Cedric Mullins, he's good. I would like to see them go out and get a shortstop because Mateo, man, he's just not it. Well, Jackson Holiday is gonna he'll be the shortstop next year. Okay, cool. So but I just think that it's funny you say Jorge Mateo because honestly, he was the best player for them in the Rangers series. <laughs> yeah, but it, I know, but is that really gonna last? No, it's not. But I mean, like that's that's the thing with the inexperienced dude, and like you know, they do have depth. The problem with their depth is it's more inexperienced. You know, Heston Kerstad is is in there, and uh, you know. Uh, Colton Kowser and and like guys that have never been in the playoffs and like we knew this was going to be an issue right when you know you throw Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez game one and two two guys that have never pitched in the postseason two guys that have surpassed their career innings already like I knew it was going to be tough sledding regardless but those guys now got their feet wet right and you know the Adley's got their feet wet Gunner got his feet wet like these guys know and and they've got their feet wet in a division race right so like they are, they're accustomed to playing playoff baseball for longer than a playoff. So I'm excited for them in the future. I definitely think they have a bright future, but yeah, like 
you know, they definitely, I, if I was them, I would go out and I would call the White Sox and see if the White Sox are, you know, interested in trading Dylan Cease and not in, in not a, a outrageous package like they asked at the trade deadline for Jackson Holiday. Like, that's not going to happen. But maybe now that the White Sox are interested in kind of blowing up their team and maybe they are interested in moving Dylan Cease as he gets closer to, you know, free agency. Um, so that's something that I would kind of navigate if I'm Mike Elias. And if you can't get him... You got to look at signing another a top three level starter because John Means he came back from Tommy John. I mean he looked all right. He's like a good three or four starter. Dean Kramer though, like as much as I love Mean Dean, like at at best he's like a four or five starter. He's like an inning eater at the back of your rotation. Like he shouldn't be starting a playoff series, a playoff game, right? So I think they got to go out and they got to make a move for a starting pitcher. Um, They have to make a decision on Austin Hayes, like. You know, if you're going to bring either you got to figure out what you're going to do with Colton Kowser or Kerstad, or you got to look at trading those guys and upgrade another position because, you know, at some point, these guys, you're going to have to give up these guys in a rule five draft because you can't control everybody under your 40 man roster. So that's something they got to look at in this offseason, too. But I I definitely expect either, I definitely expect either Kerstad or Colton Kowser, one of those guys getting traded. I also expect Ryan Mountcastle to maybe get moved. I think uh, Kobe Mayo's down in AAA. He had a stellar fucking year. I think it's time to call him up because Mountcastle yeah. is just not clutch, dude. He's not. Know. And then you know, the other kid got light tower power, and he's a damn. He got gold glove potential at first base. So there's only so long you can keep him in the minors before Mountcastle. Mountcastle, and plus on top of that, Mountcastle can't stay healthy. Yep. He's just hella inconsistent, dude. Like he'll go, he'll go like over a two week stretch, and he'll look like fucking Mike Mark McGuire, and then he'll go on like a month stretch where he like can't get a fucking hit. He goes like one for sixty. I mean, that's just you can't have that, bro. And um, yeah, definitely they definitely got to make some moves, but bright future, like you said, very very bright future. Yeah, and him and the Rays. If the Rays can stay healthy, and I don't know, the Rays got to add a little bit more hitting too because they hit him bottom out the second half like we thought it would. It didn't go back to where it was. The year before last, but the Rays, if they could add some hitting, because they got the pitch and they just got to stay healthy and they had some freak ass injuries this year. But yeah, that's the thing, too, though. They're, they're not going to get Jeffrey Springs or um, Rasmussen back next year, probably. They're both probably out next year. Damn. They so, yeah, see, that's going to be that's going to be tough. But I think if they could handle it, I think that'd be all right. Another team, I think the Yankees, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox, they have some. Well, Red Sox have more young, young talent than the Yankees. Yeah, but the Yankees gonna probably go out and spend big and try to, you know, buy a championship, which I don't think is gonna work. But just shout out to them. I think they're gonna be dog shit for the next couple of years. The only bright spot on that team is uh, Garrett Cole and uh, <laughs> Aaron Judge. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think the the biggest weakness for the Red Sox is they got to figure out their starting. They got to figure out their pitching, dude. Because that kind of hurt them. Um, to yeah. be honest, their bullpen actually played well for most of the year, but yeah, they definitely got to get some pitching. But and they got a lot of good young talent in that organization coming up, so they are uh, not as much as the Orioles, but you know they still. And then obviously, and then the Blue Jays do. Like, who knows what the fuck's gonna happen with them, bro? They might fucking blow yeah, that whole thing know. up. They might. I mean, they should. <laughs> That's the the only thing is, is like I don't think they have like any really any guys that anybody really wants other than Vlad and Bo Bichette. And I don't think they're willing to trade those two. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation. Like just continue to fucking put average dudes around them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
That's why I don't get paid the big bucks yeah, to run the Blue out, Jays. Shouting out Brandon Belt and shouting out Brandon Belt is not going to get you nowhere. Nope. Or uh, basically most of those guys, Kevin Kiermaier, dude. Like, what are we doing here, bro? <laughs> and they traded. The worst part is they traded Dalton Varsho for uh, fucking Gabriel Moreno, and Moreno actually ended up being really fucking good. And then Varsho was like no showed basically all year. It's unfortunate. Damn. Um, let's look at some of these games for tomorrow, though. Uh, let's start with the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Braves, for some reason, haven't listed a starter yet, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with them. Um, but the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, we got Lance Lynn on the mound going against uh, Brandon Fott. Um, obviously, it's a must-win yeah, must game. Must win for the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers are laying $1.44 now. Uh, the total is 9.5. Diamondbacks coming the other way plus a dollar twenty two. What's your thoughts on this game? Uh, are we gonna get Lance Lynn that could go five or six and give up one run or two runs, or are we gonna get Lance Lynn that goes three or four innings and gives up six or seven? So, and if he does give up early runs, which the Dodgers haven't proved they can come back from this series, that's gonna be the big key, honestly. Um, he uh. Dodgers is a must win. They're going to have, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more Diamondbacks fans, but it's going to be a good amount of Dodger fans there too. Yeah. So the road atmosphere might not hurt them as bad. It won't be like a home game like Dodger Stadium, but they're definitely going to be, there's going to be a lot of blue in those stands. So that could help, but they got to get off to an early, if they don't get off to an early good start and take an early lead, then it is, I think it's going to be curtains. Yeah, they got to, uh, they got to get some runs in the first inning, man. Um, and the shocking thing in this series, bro, is like, you know, when, when you look at the Dodgers and you, and you tell me, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Jason Hayward, like, he's struggling. Okay, I get it. But when you tell me that Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts have combined for one hit, I'm like, dude, like. Yeah, so it reminds me of the series last year against the fucking Padres. Yep. Neither one of them could buy a fucking hit. Same with Trey Turner. He struggled in that series, too. Um, But, yeah, man, like, they got to be better, bro. Like, you have to – the playoffs is when you're, like, stars have to show up. And, like, you talked about Brandon Seager, right? Seager has stepped up. He's played well. Like, these guys need to do that. They have to step up and they have to play well. Like, you get paid for these moments, dude. And it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season, especially when you play for the Dodgers or when you play for the Yankees. Like, what matters is – what you do in the postseason, and these dudes haven't been able to do shit. Yeah, I mean, that's always what they're going to be judged based off of, which is rightfully so, because you play in a major market, you're uh, the two highest, well, I don't know, they are the two highest played players on the team, because Kershaw took a little less this year, and honestly, I think it's time for Kershaw probably come back for one more year to try to get a championship, but I think it's time for him to start winding it down. Um, the postseason is going to be a black eye on his career because other than that, dude's a short fire. Should be a unanimous Hall of Famer, but you know the baseball writers of America are fucking trash, so I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't. He won't be first ballot, but it's probably going to be like 95, 96%. Um, but, um, yeah, I think this year, a lot of people might not see it that way, but low-key, the Dodgers overachieved this year. Nobody saw this team being this good. Yeah, no, their win total was only like 90 games, and they were projected to finish second in the division based pretty much everywhere. 
Um, yeah, so, you got a lot of haters out there. Oh, it's another postseason choke. Duh, 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 duh. I get it. You could categorize it as that, but if you really watch this team and really want to throw that out there, then we probably should start watching a lot more baseball because the injuries. Julio Urias doing the dumb shit he did when he just started pitching like a Cy Young candidate that he was. It's a lot. This year was a lot. It was very regular. It was like a transition year, like I thought it would be. So, but I think the Dodgers are going to be straight. Free agency. Hopefully, we can land Blake Snell and Shohei. That'll be my dream. <laughs> but if we can get Shohei and. Lux back healthy, Bueller walking walking to him, Bueller. Our season's not over yet, but the future is looking pretty bright. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested to see uh, how this game plays out tomorrow because obviously Brandon Fott got kind of lit up by the Brewers in his last start. And then Lance Lynn, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him. And the way the Diamondbacks are swinging the bats, you know, I would expect them to put up some runs. So, like, how short is the leash with Lance Lynn? You know what I mean? Is this... Is this the kind of game where, like, you know, he walks a couple of batters in the first inning or gives up a couple of hits and it's, you know, right to the bullpen? Because I think that's kind of how you have to manage it if you're Dave Roberts. You know what I mean? Like, this has to be a – it's a must-win game, dude. You can't – there's no tomorrow, dude. So it's all hands on deck. Um, so I think mm-hmm. you kind of got to be managed like that. Uh, maybe throw Lance Lynn for a couple innings and then Pepio behind him. They gotta, yeah. they gotta do something. But at the end of the day, man, if they don't get any fucking run support, if those bats don't fucking wake up, it's not even gonna fucking matter, dude. So they yeah, gotta- because the Diamondbacks scored three runs in the first inning and won the game four to two. We had the bases loaded, one out <clears throat> twice. Okay, yeah, twice. We had second and third, one out. Like we gotta find a way to get runs across the board. If we can't do that, you're not gonna win postseason games. Yeah, that that bat by Altman when the base is loaded, one out, dude. That was terrible. He swung at ball three, and then he swung at uh, ball four. Bro, he's dude. The guy didn't even throw him a single strike the entire at bat. Not one pitch went in the zone, dude. <laughs> and he struck out. That's a that's a bad AB. But I mean, he's young. You know what I mean? That's another guy that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. So we'll see how it plays out. I, I lean Dodgers tomorrow. I, I mean, I, they got to get a game, dude. They're not going to get swept. I lean, I lean Dodgers. All right, let's talk about the next game. We got the Astros and the Twins. Uh, twins are at home. They're going to be throwing uh, Joe Ryan, I believe. Yes, Joe Ryan against Jose Yerquidy. Um I'm pretty sure Yerquidy is uh, just an opener. I don't think he's going to go more than one or two innings, so probably uh, expect someone to come behind him like J.P. France or Hunter Brown. Um, currently, the the Twins are laying a dollar twenty six must win game money line uh, for the Astros plus a dollar eight, and the total is eight and a half juice to the under. What's your thoughts on this one? Uh, twins got to get back up against the wall. Honestly, they should have won the day. They had a bunch of traffic on the bases and couldn't just get, like I said, they couldn't get hits. Um, uh, Javier wasn't bad, but he, when you walk five or six guys, you, you gotta, you gotta, the, the opposing team gotta find a way to get a, get a, get ahead of that and get some runs across the board because Joe Ryan wasn't, I mean, uh, Sonny Gray wasn't 
uh, Sonny Gray today, but he, he didn't have his best stuff, but he pitched well enough to keep them in the game, and they should have won the game, honestly. Yeah. I mean, dude, there was at-bats like, you know, Royce Lewis in the first inning, runners on second and third, only one out. Royce Lewis swings at three fucking balls, dude. Like, he just, he went up there fucking swinging, dude, like, just hacking. And he, had a, he, had a, he had a Kobe Bellinger at bat. Yep, and you can't you can't do that, bro. You, you just uh, in the playoffs you can't do that. And then they kind of did that up and down the lineup, man. Like, dude, Javier had five walks, bro. He should have had like nine or ten. Like, he, it wasn't that good. And uh, every time he would walk, two or three guys. Ray had some terrible best. So every time he came up, he had one in a strong position. Yep, it was just a terrible game for the Twins. But uh, I expect them to bounce back tomorrow. I like the Twins so to even out the series. You know, Joe Ryan, he does give up a lot of dingers. That does concern me. And on top of that, the Astros hit way better on the road than they do at home. Um, so that is also of a little bit of concern. But, you know, I do expect the uh, I do expect the Twins to get after Yerkwoody. And, and uh, to be honest, like, they've kind of got after the bullpen a little bit all series, too. Today it was a little bit different, but it just left a lot of runners stranded. And then Yerkwoody uh, also, he's actually way better against lefties than he is righties, surprisingly, but... I, oh, man, Yerkwoody sucks, bro. <laughs> dude is dude hasn't been good all year. He did his last start against Arizona was good. He went six innings, gave up no errands, only two strikeouts. But I mean, the guy has a five point two nine ERA, a five point four five xFIP, a five point two four Sierra. Like this dude hasn't been good at all. Like he has one good start. Yeah, the twins got Twins got to take major advantage of this dude. Yeah, and they, I mean, I mean not, the Twins honestly do. They let it slip through their hands because, like, bro, you go up. You even out the series game two, and then you got Sonny Gray versus Javier, and you like let it slip out of your hands, bro. Yeah, you let it slip out of your fucking hands, and it's unfortunate, but uh, they got to get it done tomorrow, man. It's a must win fucking game. Um, I do like the Twins, I will probably be playing the Twins tomorrow. I do think they get it done. <clears throat> uh, what's Shout your out to the Dallas Mavericks? They lost to Real Madrid today. Yeah, but they didn't really play any starters, dude. I know, they, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being. It is facetious. funny though. It's not like last year when the when the Suns lost to uh, the Adelaide Sixers or whatever they're called in the in the Australian <laughs> league, and like the Suns actually played like their players, dude. That shit was funny, bro. Yeah, shout out to the Zealand Breakers. They hang, they hung with the Trailblazers for like a half. Did a second half, they just got their ass right off the floor. That's all bad, bro. Oh, <laughs> what's your thoughts about the Phillies Brave series? Uh, it's hard to talk about the series tomorrow because we don't have a starter listed for the Braves. So yeah, um, I don't know, man. Honestly, the Phillies let let it get away from them. Man, they should be up too old. Mm-hmm. They should be going for the sweep tomorrow. Well, later. On, well, yeah, still tomorrow. It's time, but they got to win this game. If they lose this game, man. I don't think they win another game. But they throwing Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler should have a special finals. The Braves, like you said, the pitching concerns me. Honestly, I gotta, I gotta ride with the Phillies. Yeah, I, you know, I do think the Phillies bounce back. I mean, they've honestly they dominated the series. The Braves had five runs on four hits, bro. And four hits. The one to, the one to Matt Olson, like Tony, right now, ninety nine times out of a hundred, he doesn't throw that pitch. Like if he were to do that a hundred times, right? 
Like I, I still, yeah, I still don't know why he threw that slider after he couldn't even catch up to a fastball twice. But, but that's it. But that's the thing is like that's not gonna happen again, bro. Like they've seen it; it's not gonna happen again. So, like I, I don't necessarily, I don't really trust the Braves, dude. Like I don't trust their pitching. I don't trust their starting pitching. I don't trust their bullpen. Yeah, you can't go. You're not gonna go out in the postseason and score eight or nine runs a game. So yeah, and you know, like. To be honest, like uh, you know, Iglesias almost blew it right after they took the lead. You know, took a fucking yep. crazy ass catch yeah. and a terrible base My running mistake. Yeah, yeah. So the Phillies, man, I honestly, I I don't agree much with Derek Jeter outside of his uh, Dayton Diamond and his uh, and his uh, and his proud. He does know the game of baseball. I'll give him that. He is a Hall of Famer. Um, he called it. He said, to, "Uh, don't be surprised if the Phillies win this series." And it's, besides that two-run home run that gave the Braves a lead, outside of that, the Phillies have dominated this series. So don't be surprised if they win. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, let's move on to uh to Thursday night football. You got the Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. There is supposed to be like 17 mile an hour wins in this game, by the way. Um, the Broncos are uh, 10 and a half point dogs. The total is 47 and a half. The Chiefs have won, what is it, like 12 in a row against the Broncos or 10 in a row? 14 in a row. 14. Jesus Christ. 14 in a row against the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, we haven't beat the Chiefs since, what, 2015, I think? 20, something, something like that. <clears throat> That's crazy. What's your thoughts on on this game? Um, don't be surprised if it's close because our games tend to be close with them. But I think they find a way to beat us because we just don't have a good defense right now, man. Like the offense can put up points, then if the offense make a mistake or a turnover, and it's a wrap because the defenses can't respond. Not saying the defense has to respond every time the offense turn the ball over. It's just you only could play defense for a half, and I don't know if it's going to be the first half or the second half. But for the most part, it's been the first half. In the second half, we can't stop a damn nosebleed. The Jets ain't scored two touchdowns all year in the second half. You know what I mean? They scored in the second half against Denver. Three or four? Yeah. They scored three. Yeah. Two of them in the fourth quarter. So until we get right on defensive end, I don't think he's going to be that much of a contender, honestly. He probably can keep games close. Russ is playing better. Well, he, he, I, no no quarterback is going to look great against the Jets defense. They just that damn good. But until we find a way to play consistent defense and offense can finish drives, I like to see them finish drives better than what they're doing. We've been kicking a lot of field goals but this year, so kicking field goals will get you beat. So hopefully we can start converting some of the field goal drives into touchdown drives. I'll feel better about that, too. So. Actually, yeah, honestly, it's kind of crazy because, like, you look at the Broncos, like, statistically, and, like, dude, they're fifth in yards per play. Uh, they're 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 30th in rush attempts because they're playing behind a, a lot, right? But, yeah, I mean, they're not a bad – Yeah, but they're rushing the ball five yards a carry. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, they do have that going for them. And then, like, on the flip side, Kansas City's offense has been kind of, like, mid, to be honest – 5.8 yards per play. That's 10th in the league. Um, the only thing is, is like the Broncos defense is just atrocious, allowing 7.2 yards per play, 187 rush yards a game. 
They're giving up 263 pass yards a game. Completion percentage of 77.3% against. Um, but I do think that the the weather, it is going to be windy in this game. And I do kind of think that that kind of benefits the Broncos here because it might, although the Chiefs offense hasn't been like, like great, it kind of does, it kind of might help the Broncos defense if it's windy because you can't just fucking sling the ball over. Also, another surprising statistic that I found, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are longest pass, pass play of the year, Irv, is 33 yards, which happened against the Vikings. And it was basically like, a pass where Mahomes just like threw it up, dude. Threw it up for grabs. Um, so Yeah, you can tell that they are definitely missing Eric Bianami's play calling. Yeah, it's uh it's been quite an interesting ride. And we also don't know what's up with Travis Kelsey, bro. Yeah, he practiced today though, so he's on track to play. I don't know how, if he's gonna be anywhere near hundred percent, but they saying he's definitely gonna uh he's on track to uh, start against Denver. Will Taylor Swift be in attendance? Well, I don't know. We might have to her out. Then they had to reel her out in a, uh, a, a vending machine, machine or some shit. A, pop, a popcorn machine. Yeah, popcorn machine. Yeah, I don't ever want to be that famous. Nah, never. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I I do think that. I honestly do think that the Broncos cover. I think they cover the ten and a half. Chiefs have been pretty bad against. Uh, pretty bad covering 10 and a half point spreads the last or double digit spreads the last few years and getting 10 and a half points for a, uh, in the uh, NFL is a, that's a lot, dude. When's the Broncos yeah, bye week? And plus we covered the last, what, two or three games against them. Yeah. And the Broncos haven't covered a game this year. So, I mean, they're due to cover a game, bro. Can't go, can't go six weeks without covering a game. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I I do. Uh, I do like Denver plus a ten and a half. I'll probably bet it. Probably get there with it. <clears throat> All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow. What do you uh, like? Best bets for tomorrow. I've got. Give me the Phillies money line. I think they bounce back. They let one slip away. I think they own uh, game three at home. Um, and tomorrow, shout out to uh, Hockey's Bats. I got the over for the Oilers and the Canucks, the over is seven. I'm going to go with the Flames money line. And then give me the, uh, the uh, Toronto um, on the uh, puck on the minus 1.5 against Montreal. Montreal didn't win a preseason game, and I think they averaged giving up like five, six goals a game. Jeez. Um, I'm going to go uh, Denver plus 10 and a half on Thursday night football. And then I'm going to run it back with Minnesota tomorrow, minus 122. I think I think the Twins win the game. I think, I think they even the series. Bring it back to Houston. And then we got then we'll have Verlander versus Pablo Lopez for the series. And Pablo's gonna pitch another fucking gem. Bring it home. Yeah, shout out Pablo Lopez. Did they, did he sign an extension with the twins yet? Uh I'm not sure. They better not let him get away because he'll end up in LA. Yeah, they better not. He's a he's a damn good pitcher. I know Sonny Gray's a free agent though at the end of the year. Oh man, he'll be he'll be sought after by everyone but the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> it's honestly hilarious, dude. If you take away his 
two years in the uh, on the Yankees. He's actually like one of the best pitchers in baseball during that time. He just did not, for whatever yeah. reason, just did not like pitching in New York, dude. Don't go to that trash ass stadium or that trash ass team. Facts, big facts. And All shout right. out to the and shout out to the Boston fan that buried the uh, jersey at the stadium before they built it. Did he? Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, all right, thank you everybody for joining us. Nice, quick, short show, straight to the point. Uh, good luck with everyone's bets tomorrow. Have a very blessed Wednesday. Make sure to download Sharp's app, S H A R P Z. Track your bets, become a better better. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you once again. We're swerving over in Washington. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. We'll catch y'all later. Have a blessed Wednesday. Peace.